0: Eleven to one with Gilmore's Mercedes Benz Kings Court. Visit our showrooms or check out our new website, Gilmore's.ie, to see the amazing 222 range of Mercedes Benz cars or our huge selection of used Mercedes Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes Benz Kings Court, the best in motoring here for you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is LMFM's eleven
1: to one. Sinead Brazel here with you. Good morning. The sun is out. There's Mr. Blue Sky. I love it. Electric Light Orchestra, Mr. Blue Sky, kicking us off this Tuesday morning when the sun is shining and hopefully it'll last for another little while. Sinead Brazzle with you. Hope you had a lovely weekend. I had a great weekend, which started off on Friday evening out in Clarehead. And I better mention this because, do you know what? If I don't mention it, I'll never get chips. Out of Clutterhead Harbour ever again. OK, so I'll have to talk about this for a minute. I'll set the scene first of all for you. So I was collecting my husband from work. It had just brightened up and he says, let's head to Clatterhead for the chips, for the tea. And I thought, oh, yes, yes. What a great idea, you know. And of course, when somebody mentions that, it's meant with great enthusiasm. So off we went. So I was coming from the Balbriggan direction, so it was maybe about, say, 5.35, around that kind of time. And we arrived at the harbour to the chip van then, sort of, it was about almost six, I'd say. And, uh, you know, you just the anticipation when you get there, you know, all the drive all the way down the road, you're thinking of the chips with the salt and the vinegar and everything. So... The anticipation was, you know, very much there. watering, all of that. So we arrive and all of a sudden the front of the chip van down there at the harbour in Head, shuts. And I thought, oh, okay, what's going on here? So I asked some of the people waiting what the story was and they said, oh, I don't know. We've put our orders in. It's just closed. I'm sure it could be grand though. No worries. But it turns out that they close at six. They extend the opening hours for another week. In another couple of weeks, they'll have extended open hours there for the summer. The so they close at six and I thought, oh, no, there's going to be ructions. Oh, no. You know, what are we going to do for the tea or whatever? But fear not, the lovely staff at the chip van at the harbour, despite a very busy afternoon, stayed on for at least another half an hour, 40 minutes longer for the hungry customers who had been just dreaming of fish and chips on the way down the road. So I got chatting to a lovely lady who's from Dunshaughlin. And she's a caravan out in Clutterhead and I was chatting away to her. And all I hear from inside the chip van is tell that Sinead Brazzle one she better give me a shout out on the radio for staying open longer <laughs> you can't mistake this voice when I'm out and about this is what happens to me well anyway I laughed so much and I said I promised that I would say a massive thank you to the staff at the Fisherman Catch Chip Van and Clutterhead for the most delicious chips that were thoroughly enjoyed in the sun at the harbour so thank you so much to the lovely staff there who stayed open a little bit longer for all of us hungry customers I also have to say a massive well done and a big thank you to the hardworking Carrick Macross Street Festival Committee for a brilliant weekend of entertainment uh, there at the weekend. I um, popped up yesterday and I had really brilliant fun. And, you know, it was just so nice as well to see festivals back and people bustling about and families enjoying themselves. And, of course, the sun was out as well. There was so much on offer there uh, yesterday really really well organised festival and have to say big congratulations to everybody who put that uh, festival together and it was 20 years I couldn't believe it was 20 years on the go but great to see them back in action so please God summer festivals this is the start of many of them over the next couple of weeks and if you are organising a festival in your area will you let me know because I'm always up for something to be doing at the weekend with the kids do get in touch with me or if you find out anything about them 086 1800 Six, five, eight... Now, getting to our topic very shortly, our main topic on the programme today, women's only disco. I'm going to be talking about this very, very shortly. But first, back to the music. Here's Derma Kennedy. There's Derma Kennedy outnumbered on LMFM's 11 to 1. The men will definitely be outnumbered because the uh, my first guest is going to be chatting about a female only nightclub that is coming to draw out. Now, there is a big uh, women's night only happening in Dublin as well towards the end of the Month, but this is happening locally, and I'm going to be chatting about this. Is there a need for a female only nightclub? I want to get your views on this. 086 1800 658. 11 to 1. How would you feel about a women's only nightclub? This is what we're going to be talking about very shortly with our first guest. She is organising a women's only um, night in McHugh's pub in Drogheda. It's kind of just to go out, go dancing, meet, connect with each other um, without sort of being this, you know, hyper vigilant sort of state of mind that we women often are in when we go out at night. Now, look, there's nothing I love more than spending a night out dancing with friends, but it's never easy, carefree or simple because you're kind of always on alert, particularly in nightclub situations, because I don't know what it is. It's like there's an awful lot of unwanted dancing behind you, unwanted advances, even when you say you're married or you're with somebody. Um, Even when you're polite, it persists uh, to get to... And and really, you sort of have to move away from the people that are causing this for you and often leave uh, for any of this to stop. So I'm wondering... How you feel about this, particularly women of the northeast? I'm wondering what you feel about a women's only night, a disco happening in McHugh's. Um, this month, 18th of June, Vicky Gorman is organising this. She's going to be chatting to me about this very, very shortly. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about, you know, being able to just go into a nightclub and not have to worry about anything in terms of advances from men with all the increases as well in spiking, uh, injection spiking that's happening now as well. Uh, obviously, mind and drinks, this kind of thing. How do we feel about this? I want to hear from you. 86 Now, before... This starts, this is not a men bashing exercise at all. okay? but I feel we need to explain the experience that we feel often when it comes to a nightclub situation. There is that sort of sense of being hyper vigilant, hyper aware, on edge, not letting your hair down as much as you'd like to. Um, so this is the reason why I'm bringing this topic on the programme and why I'm kind of highlighting what Vicky is doing. I'd love to hear from you on this. 086 1800 658. Callum Scott, where are you now? Oh eight six We're talking about the need for female only spaces, particularly when it comes to nightclubs. And we're going to be chatting to Vicky Gorman very shortly. She's hosting a women's only disco. It's happening on uh, June 18th in McHugh's pub in Drogheda. Sinead is a single girl. I'm in my early 30s. I am tired of the nightclub scene. It's definitely not somebody, some, somewhere I would go to meet a man. Guys now are only out for one thing. I'd definitely be up for a female only disco, says one message. Uh, somebody else saying, you go to the nightclub for the shift, Sinead. No good if men are not present. Um, Yeah. I like look at you know I see where you're coming from here and there was a time in my life where you know going to a disco going to a nightclub was something that I really enjoyed and yes lots of that goes on in nightclubs absolutely but what I'm talking about is what about all the others that you don't want to shift texter you know that you're kind of going no thanks I'm grand or I'm just here with my friends or you know and you're sort of You're looking around you all the time going, why is he still there? Like, will you just go? Will you just get the message? And it's like, they think that if they persist, they'll wear you down. And it's kind of like, you know, I've said no the first time, you know. Now I'm uncomfortable. Now you're not kind of, you know making my experience in the nightclub a nice one. You know what I mean? What happens when the old slow songs come on, says a message 86 1800 I think those days are gone. The slow set is gone in nightclubs. Maybe that's part of it as well. Maybe the whole nightclub experience now is completely changing because there are no slow songs really like there, there was back in the day, let's say. Uh, it's just all kind of pumped out music really, really fast, which is great if you're looking for a boogie or whatever. There's no slow set. There is no slow set in discos now. Uh, Sinead used to love going to nightclubs. DefO don't feel safe in them now, says another message 086 658. Please, uh, I'd love to hear more of your comments on this. Is there a need for a female only nightclub? Female safe spaces, you know? At least you can go in there, wear whatever you want, and nobody's going to be spiking your drink, and no one wanted attention you're going to feel a bit more safe. You know, you're going to let your hair down. You're going to be more carefree. Am I wrong? What do you think? 86 658 Picture this. Take my hand. You're getting in touch on our main topic of female-only nightclub. 086-1800-658. Sinead is a young lad. I completely understand. Guys can be absolute morons, but this is a bit much segregate- segregating like this, says a message. Look, it's one night only. Do you know what I mean? One night only... And just let the hair down and not have to worry about this hyper, kind of you know, state of mind that we have to be in. Sinead is a mum of teens. I do caution all of them, uh, uh, boys and girls, going out. But I think this is a bit much having a female only nightclub, how are they going to meet somebody says this message and this is another thing as well actually, you know parents we do uh, we get freaked out don't we when our kids get to that age where they're going out and they all these different warnings as they go out the door and yes I understand you would be warning for boys as well absolutely um, I know, I know what you're saying how are they supposed to meet somebody but also it's like are they meeting the right somebody as well in a lot of these situations I don't know uh, keep them coming in 086-180-658. we 800 we're going to be talking to Vicky Gorman she's organising a night a ladies only disco in Drogheda on June 18th we'll meet her after these 11 to 1 Sisters are doing it for themselves for one night only. Women can enjoy a nightclub experience without men. My first guest has decided to organise a night where women can dress up, head out with the girls and hit the dance floor without fear of getting unwanted male attention, drink spiking or fear of getting drugged. I'm delighted to be joined on the line now by organiser Vicky Gorman. How are you getting on, Vicky?
2: Good morning.
1: Now, big question, Vicky, where did the idea for this come from?
2: Okay, so we I had recently started a new life just before the COVID separated, was looking for things nights out and there wasn't really anything for ladies alone to meet new friends. And we can't really go out to nightclubs. Um, it's not really practical or safe for us to go out on our own. And when I first had my first night out as a single person, I danced the whole night away and it was brilliant. I was so nervous about going out, but I danced the whole night away and I had the best night. And then COVID happened. Then nobody could get out, obviously. And then when we were allowed out, we were dancing at the tables. And I don't know, I think most women like myself just love dancing and and like forgetting your troubles for a few hours. And then I came across an article on... A DJ in New York, a female DJ in New York, had tried to to have a all-women disco, and it was a great success. And I thought, draw, I need something like that. Definitely, definitely. When it's safe again to be back out. So it's been an idea that I've had for about a year, nearly, just to try and see. Because most things like that are on in Dublin,
1: Yes, that's very true. And Um, as you say that, there is actually, I did hear about a venue, a fairly large venue in Dublin that is organising a female-only night. It's actually at the end of this month. So obviously, and as you mentioned there, the the woman in New York, the DJ in New York, obviously this is something that women feel is very necessary.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go to the pubs ourselves, we can take ourselves for lunch, we can take ourselves for dinner. But unfortunately... I wouldn't feel comfortable just going to a disco on my own and then trying to leave at night at two in the morning or I I just, it's not, it's really not safe enough at the moment for us women.
1: And, you know, when you mentioned there and you you did have a good experience when you went out to a nightclub and you danced the night away and there's nothing I love more than a good boogie myself on the dance floor. (laughs) But did you sort of, do you experience unwanted male attention in nightclubs?
2: Well, to be honest, I'm a bit older now, at 46. I haven't really been to many nightclubs um, for a while. Um, I was—I happened to be in the West Court for there was a DJ, and it, well, I wasn't out that late, so but it was just brilliant. I have experienced—I have experienced unnecessary attention when I was younger. I'm sure most women have had at least one.
1: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And and why did you feel the need to, to make it exclusively women only then, this this particular Be, event?
2: Because of all the um the the what do you call it, the spiking and all again that happened almost immediately after we were allowed out again. Mm. And I just thought, Oh no. We and and for mostly a, a lot of people have become single as well through the COVID or yeah. and it's just it's there's get women out there that have kids and they can't necessarily maybe get out um, and it's for women to to meet new friends and just socialise and get out there and have fun just for a few hours and switch off and just dance and dance and and no nobody's judging and we're all pals on the dance floor and you know that and dressed up don't have to get dressed up anything like there's no no judging and no pressure or
1: yeah I completely understand what you're saying yeah. and you know look no doubt you're going to probably have maybe a little bit of a backlash I don't know if you've experienced this already from men kind of saying oh look you know it's a small minority of men who do these things you know who harass women in nightclubs who who spike drinks that kind of thing we can't blame you know all men for the actions of some. What would you say to that not all men argument? It's not
2: about men it's about us going out and enjoying ourselves because we don't have any, an event like this so it's it's just for us to go and dance and meet friends and it's a social thing, really. It's more the social thing for girls to meet more friends.
1: and. Yeah, no, I understand exactly where you're coming from. And yeah. like you say, not having that sort of pressure and not having that, yeah. like, looking over my shoulder. Am I going to be safe leaving, as you mentioned, you know, late at night? Yeah. Am I going to be all right going home? That kind of thing. And you know, do you think since um, you know the, the the recent, as you mentioned, the recent increase in you know the likes of stories about women getting spiked, um, or you know the the tragic case of of Ashling Murphy earlier this year, do you think that there's a sense of women feeling that we need more female only spaces?
2: Yeah, definitely. Just to relax, it's just mm. just to relax, like, and if you're married or anything, if you're <laughs> I don't know, I'm not saying this, but like the, if your husband doesn't really want you to go out to a nightclub because men or, or he's afraid of you being attacked, at least you can go to this place and there's no men. Yeah. You
1: know, yeah. and...
2: There's nothing to worry about, and we we're all just going to be having a party.
1: Yeah, and and did you you posted this on the Draw the Ladies Social Events Facebook page? What has the reaction been like so far to They're, this? Vicky?
2: It's amazing because I was talking about it to people over the last few, like the, since last year, and everybody's had so it was brilliant. Like married women, single women. Some women have been like, i have been dying to meet a man for, <laughs> for years." <laughs> I, I said, "I'll organise a speed date, and don't worry. After this, I'll organise <laughs> something else." But it's it's not it's nothing. It's, we don't. I'm not hate men. I'm not anti male. Yes. I just want everybody to have fun, have a good time. We've had a terrible two years. Um, just to relax
1: and have fun. That's it. That's the main. That's the main yeah, goal. Yeah, that is it. And you know, as as you say, like to go into a nightclub wearing, you know, say whatever I wanted with, with just mm-hmm. female fran- friends, knowing yeah. it's going to be women there. I think I, I have to say it's quite liberating the feeling. I can I can yeah. see the appeal in it. You know, I really yeah. can.
2: Now, the only thing I did ask McHugh is if there was a dress code because I was saying, oh, come in your pajamas, put your makeup on, <laughs> come in your pajamas, we'll do whatever you want, but we're not allowed to wear tracksuits.
1: <laughs> okay, so there's a bit of a dra- you know, No track no trac- tracksuit And as you say, look, I think it is it is a good idea To kind of shake off the tracksuit and the pyjamas And kind of, you know, get a little bit glammed up And, and go yeah. and have fun And, you know, as you said, good response to this so far Are you hoping mm-hmm. that this could be a regular thing then? I do, I
2: have no I have no doubts it will be
1: That's really interesting I'll,
2: I'm going to do uh, different things or, Like I'll, I'll, When this when, I'm, when this night event is over, I'm going to plan something else and plan something else. So I, I have no doubt that it would be an ongoing thing.
1: And where can people get tickets then and more information the for this? tickets are, there's a link, McHugh's have a link.
2: The tickets are eight euros. Oh, that's or for Or they're, they're 8.90 if you want to book through the event, right? But if you want to go to and book t- and buy a ticket, they're eight euros. The musical bingo, which is amazing if you haven't experienced it. I've never <laughs> the,
1: experienced it, yet.
2: Oh, it's fantastic. It's brilliant atmosphere. The music is brilliant. That's Selena's musical bingo. Um, the, the, she's doing two games and one game is three euros a
1: game. Oh, so that's for nothing as well. So this is a really reasonable it's, night. As yeah. you say, this is not for you to be kind of making anything from it. It's to no, bring women it's just, together.
2: Yeah, it's just fun. And then whatever profits I make, I'm putting on to the next
1: night, and then the next night, and then the next night. This is fantastic, Vicky. I wish you yes. the best of luck with it. I think it's a great idea. Thanks Ladies so only, Jisco. Tw- uh, June 18th, McHugh's Pub in Drawheda. Tickets, as as you said, found through um, McHugh's Pub directly through their Facebook yes. there as well, and also yes. through Eventbrite. I wish you the best of luck with it, Vicky. Thank, Thank you so much you so for joining much. Me. Thank you. Vicky Gorman, there, speaking to me a little earlier on female-only discos. You're getting in touch with me on 086-180-658. one eight hundred six five eight. We'll get get back to your comments just after these. Eleven to one. With back to your messages on 86 658 thank you so much for getting in touch we're talking about female only nightclubs a female only nightclub that is interesting is that to assume that all men are predators absolutely not does that mean all women aren't predators need I remind anyone of Amber Heard I'm not even going to go there with that one please when reporting be impartial not one sided I'm definitely not one sided with regards to this we are not saying that this is you know and the activity of all men in nightclub I have met very charming men in nightclub I've met fun men in nightclubs we're not saying that we are saying that this does happen you know we are saying that women you know in the majority of cases are on their guard a lot in nightclubs a female uh, only nightclub to let your hair down away from men don't other women fight spike drinks etc not just men can be what you're trying to claim exactly they can women can fight women can spike drinks and in fact um, John uh, has been in touch he is a security he's uh detail in, in in the nightclubs and he says I put a woman out for spiking drinks four weeks ago I do security it's definitely not men only and I can say I've reached out to John so we will be getting a bit more of John's experience in, in nightclubs as well Um so this is definitely not a men bashing exercise as Vicky said as well this is not that this is a night one night one night where women can go let their hair down and not be on their guard with regards to this. And we're saying in the majority of situations you know it is women who are feeling this hyper, hi, kind of hypervigilance you know we are kind of saying that a lot of the time we are getting unwanted attention from men and um, now, they, this, that goes on in pubs and nightclubs. These people look on women as prey and it's like they think it's acceptable behaviour to do this. I'm a married man and when I go out with my wife, men just think it's okay to come up to her uh, and pass unnecessary comments complimenting her or passing comments which leaves the night uncomfortable. If they do this when a husband is there, what are they like when the women are out on their own with friends? Men need to know their place and have respect for people's privacy. I am for women only. Disco, says this married man on 086 1800 658. Somebody asking, would the door staff be all female? Good question I never asked that actually but um, I, I don't know is the is the question to that uh, or is the answer to that one. Um, what else uh, the one thing that massively bugs me is the men that always feel the need to comment on your weight or appearance uh, and completely ruin your night with thoughtless comments this is another. Keep them coming in female only nightclubs what are your views? Any and all comments welcome 086 1800 658 now it's time to go back in time LMFM Northeast
0: Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On
1: this day in 1977, during the Queen's Jubilee at the time, the Sex Pistols attempt to perform on a boat on the River Thames but are forced to stop by the police. And this was the start of the end, I suppose, for the Sex Pistols because uh, when they embarked on the tour then in 1978, it was just chaos. Uh, so that was uh, on on this day, 1977, and today is National Chocolate Ice Cream Day. So it's normally vanilla that's people's favourite flavour of ice cream, but today is all about recognising National Chocolate Ice Cream Day. Uh, so get out the chocolate ice cream. You don't need any more
0: excuses. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at SenatorWindows.ie. Can I just say, let's keep the messages
1: respectful, please, on 086-1800-658-SHAY. There's not a hope in hell that I'm going to be reading out the message that you sent in about a guest. And judging from the message that you've sent, you sound absolutely charming. Uh, d- you know, so th- please just keep things respectful on 086 1800 658. There's no need to bash people that are coming on this show to say what they're going to say and b- talk about events that they've organised. We are going to take a break for news. And after that, I'm delighted Fiona Sherlock from Becht of County Meath is back with a brand new book. It's called Death Visits January. We'll talk to her after news. 11 to 1. AM. James Arthur and Anne-Marie. Rewrite the stars on is 11 to 1. Sinead Brazzle here with you. If you've just joined us, our main topic today is we were talking about a ladies-only disco. Is there a need for female-only spaces? And we chatted earlier on to Vicky Gorman. She's organising a night of what's going to be great crack for women-only on June 18th in McHughes. It's a female-only disco. There's also going to be a musical bingo and a bit of crack there as well. And we're asking what you think about a female-only night club on 658 Hester has been in touch saying nothing better than a girly night out, girl power she's all for it uh, David regularly listen to the show and this is I'm really delighted that I'm getting this side of it as well uh, he's agreeing uh, with the uh, earlier texter who's also in security he says um, in fairness to the security guard he's right ladies can be just as bad I've dealt with it and I asked him to go in further and he says I refused two ladies entry who were annoying a girl uh, because she wasn't gay well I put out lads over the last 30 years but that one was the most difficult so you know, this happens as well, absolutely. And this is what we're talking about. And just under, so people aren't under any, any illusions at all. We are not bashing men at all we are not doing that this is a minority that you know will annoy women in nightclubs and hassle them and try and dance up against them and you know touch them uh, and try and kind of get their attention and when they're be- politely refused will persist and this is what we're talking about um, so we're asking you what your uh, v- views and opinions are with regards to all of this on 0861800658 David's been back I'm asking him You know, if it was a ladies-only disco, would you get less hassle in terms of security issues or would you still be on your guard? And he says he would be still on his guard... But when a girl comes in to me on her own, waiting for her friends, you have to make her as comfortable as possible. And if some lad comes over to, the, to her and is bothering her, I just get rid of them, which is great. That's great that security and staff in nightclubs and in bars and things would be sort of, you know, on the watch for a girl on her own who might be being hassled by a, a man or whatever. Keep your views on this coming in 086 1800
0: 658. <coughs> The Buzz on LMFM. With thanks to the LMFM app. Download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go. Hi,
1: I'm Louise. Hollywood Stargirl is out on Disney Plus this week. The teen romantic drama stars Tyrrell Jackson Williams. He says it's a story about family and home.
0: It's a good story about a bunch of people realising that like their lives
3: are better together and that they can have a crazy crazy dream and realise it with enough help and enough friends and enough support like you can do anything you set your mind to
1: Stranger Things has dethroned Bridgerton as the most watched Netflix series over one weekend the return of the sci-fi fantasy shows just how much viewers were missing their Hawkins fix Stranger Things season 4 volume 1 has usurped Bridgerton and become the most watched English speaking Netflix series over its opening weekend. Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank, is a new animated film starring Samuel L. Jackson. The movie is directed by Rob Minkoff, who directed The Lion King and the Stuart Little films. It's set to be released in Irish cinemas on the 15th of July. Samuel L. Jackson introduces the trailer.
0: Yo, what's up? It's me, Samuel L. Jackson. I play a samurai cat in the new animated theatrical film, Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank why do you want to be a samurai i lived in a bad part of town full of bad dogs everybody always picked on me i thought if i could be a samurai it would change everything that's the buzz i'm louise the buzz on lmfm with thanks to the lmfm app download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go back to the music now here's John John wait, missing you we
1: are missing Fiona Sherlock since she's been on the programme last she has a compelling thrilling new book and it is out tomorrow it's called Je- Death Visits January we're going to chat to Fiona Sherlock just after these 11 to 1 Compelling, thrilling new book from the imagination of Ireland's latest rising crime fiction star is hitting shelves tomorrow. Bechtdorf author Fiona Sherlock has another brilliant novel ready to be released and it's just in time for summer reading. It features January Quail, an old fashioned sleuth with a nose for solving crime. Death Visits January is what it's called and it centres on a murder in a sleepy Irish town. It's the first in a new series by crime author Fiona Sherlock and I'm delighted she's on the line with me now. How are you doing Fiona? Oh, I'm great, Sinead. Always happy to be joining you for a chat. Oh, lovely to have you back. And I, my first line there in the introduction, you might recognise it because none other than crime writer Paul Williams used that to describe your book. And also journalist and author Sophie White are singing your praises. I feel like the rest of the world is finally catching up and realising your talent, Fiona.
3: Oh, today you were always there from the start, weren't you? Oh, I, I,
1: I saw you first, I did. I did see you <laughs> first. Uh, but tomorrow, this new book is coming out just in time for summer reading as well. It's called Death Visits January. Tell us about this.
3: Yeah, I, I'm very excited, to be honest. I, I wondered, would this day ever come? And um, We had a couple of delays during lockdown, so I'm, I'm really thrilled that I have a copy of it in my hand. and I, I'm launching it tonight and uh, everyone will be able to k- pick up a copy from all the bookshops tomorrow. So it's the first in a three-part series and January Quaid is our protagonist. And I wanted to uh, imagine what an old-fashioned detective like uh, Poirot or Miss Marvel, how they would go about solving a modern crime. Um, so January is very much an anachroni- anachronist. She's stuck in the past. She loves her, uh, she loves the handwriting articles. She does a news email. Um, she loves using her old-fashioned telephone. And she lives in, in the, she lives in a world of the past that she's constructed around herself. But the challenge she faces in death visits January is that you know she's a journalist and uh, she has to start writing for an online audience and she has to sort of wake up otherwise you know, she's going to lose her job. So she's on the hunt for something that she can write about, something that will translate to this world that she doesn't really understand. So she comes across um, an old bog body that's discovered on Twitter. A farmer tweets about it. Um, so she thinks, OK, this is something now I can get on board with. Um, so when she goes down to investigate it, it appears that it's not actually an old bog body at all. Some Somebody is very, very obsessed with with bog bodies and has has recreated oh. a bog body. I'm not going to give too much more away, but no. she ends up embroiled in this sort of um, uh, race against the killer to try and 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 uh, yeah find find the killer and get to the bottom of it, which adds a little bit of meaning to her life after after years of kind of bumbling around, not really dealing with the issues that she's had in her past and her family bereavement and situations like that. So I'm really excited to launch January into the world because there's a lot more to come from her. You know, there's um, two more
1: books in this series, Fantastic. Okay, so you so this is kind of launching her, as you say, because I I want to just circle back to her because she's the she's exactly the kind of main character that you want in a sort of crime thriller book. She's so so intriguing. Where did you conjure her up from? Now, there's might be a little bit of elements of yourself in there, is there?
3: Everybody asks that question. I think there's elements of everybody in all sorts of characters. But, I, you know, I do like vintage clothes and I do like uh, creme de Mont, which is on the front cover of the book. Um, but I really was, try, try, I, I really love Goldeney's detective fiction. So I love Agatha Christie, Sherlock Holmes. I've been reading it a lot since I was, since I was small. I think it's because the surname is kind yes. Of into into just being curious about Sherlock Holmes. And I just wanted to see uh, a detective like that in a modern setting. Um, and a lot of the... Uh, Ireland has so many amazing crime writers at the minute. I was just trying to think, where where would there be something somebody a little bit different? Um, and in the end, January kind of came to me. And it's an exercise that a lot of writers will do when they're building characters and getting to know characters. You know, what are their likes? What are their dislikes? Who are their enemies? And it got to a point where it was almost as if I was kind of sitting in the same room um, talking to her and she'd say, I'd never do that. I'd oh never do God. that. Um, so she's really become this sort of very uh, alive presence for me um a great resource to draw from. Don't know where it comes from. I suppose it's the ethereal
1: magic of that's it. it's the magic great. of it. Is right, absolutely. And as you say, this idea of this old-fashioned Agatha Christie kind of type in the real world now, with all the modern technology, and she's kind of a little bit of a fish out of water. I love that. I love as well that in uh, a lot of your books you include the local area here, and the murder is set in RD, isn't that right? It is, it is. Now, at the at the beginning of the uh, interview,
3: you mentioned the sleepy sleepy town in Ireland. I don't think I would call RZ sleepy, <laughs> no. um, but it's set there. And I think the what what's nice and what is often um, prominent in the genre that's called cozy fiction is that it's set in a, like a small village or a small community, um, and you get to see the different aspects of the community from the shopkeeper to yep. the boutique owner. Um, to, like the local gentry and I think that can be fun to play with it and I suppose, you know, I'm from Navan. my cousins are from R.D. So, you know, I've lived here all my life and I think it can be fun to play around with, um, you know, the different characters that we have because, you know, the stories that you hear around the town and around R.D. and around Navin, they're often stranger than fiction. And oh, yes! A book. People would <laughs> yeah. say that's unbelievable, like, I don't believe that. So I think, you know, I it's nice to have Irish voices and have rural Ireland kind of depicted um, in in modern crime fiction. Oh, and, it really and, is. Know, know Patricia Gibney's great at that with uh, Mullingar. Um, you know, a lot of Mullingar trivia goes goes into her work. Um, so that that's been, I suppose, it's just nice to reflect real life in in kind of fantasy.
1: Yes, absolutely. And and you've done that with this, you really have. And, you know, so often it's the male lead in detective books. So this is really nice that it's the, the female lead. But like most detectives, she does have a bit of baggage with her, doesn't she? Should they have to. They have to. <laughs> but you,
2: nobody
3: wants to hear about somebody who's perfect and totally well-balanced and has their life running perfectly because nobody does that. That's not realistic. Um, and I think, you know, readers like a detective that they can empathise with, but that they're still, they can still feel like they're more together than than them. So, you know, January has, uh, she was bereaved at a young age and she has a lot of different issues going on and, you know, she drinks too much. Um, but this, I suppose, the scenario that she finds herself in, that she's going to lose her job and then, then she's kind of fighting for her life um, to get away from this killer, it, it kind of it, you know wakes her up to what's important in life, and makes her. I suppose by the end of the book, she wants to realise that you know life is 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 bigger than the little miniature world that she's constructed for herself, and that's something that I think will be really fun to explore over the next. Over the next two books and the next, the the sequel for Death Visits January, it'll be out next year. But um, that's going to be very much set in Kells at, at oh, January's in place in Kells. So, you know, that experience of going back to where you came from and learning about it, um, you know, that's over the series. Hopefully she'll grow a little bit.
1: Yes. Well, you see, I love that idea. Yeah, I love the idea of of watching the character, as you say, grow over the over the the series. You know, it's 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 a great idea. And like you you've mentioned, I know you don't want to give too much away, but this one has plenty of twists and turns, keeps us guessing.
3: Well, sure, you have to do that. I mean, people 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 expect a nice pacey thriller if you're you're picking up something to to keep you company on a train or you know by the beach. And I I certainly think that there are a lot of surprises along the way and um, I think that readers should should enjoy it.
1: And you know, we were talking about this before and I know it's, so this is a, a genre obviously that you love, the whole murder mystery element and that's something, particularly murder mystery and crimes, uh, that kind of thing, it's a, a crime writing, huge surge in popularity with things like this. Um, I mean, what is it is it like this idea of who done it and trying to figure it out that we love or is it the escapism or something that we love from it it's kind of it's a bit like kind of macabre but entertainment as well at the same time
3: yeah i think there's a couple of reasons why crime is so so popular at the minute especially amongst women recent surveys estimate that about three quarters of the people who read crime fiction are women. Oh. And I think there there is, I think with the cosy genre, the murder mysteries, there is an element of escapism. They often have interesting settings, interesting characters, and it's a story that kind of engages you and, and takes you away from the humdrum of every day. But I do think that there is maybe on a subconscious level, um, you know, that that curiosity, that morbid mm. fascination. I suppose, to kind of process what does life mean and what does death mean and, you know, getting under the skin of a killer. You know, we live quite safe and sanitised lives now um, compared to, you know, how humans have lived for the last couple of thousands of years and I think COVID and the pandemic has, uh, you know, it was such a great trauma for so many people Mm. who lost loved ones um, and lost a way of life and I think that's might have connected us somehow with the realisation that humans have this sort of innate darkness in them. And Agatha Christie once said that every murderer is somebody's old friend.
1: Wow. That's, I never heard that before. I love that. Every murderer is somebody's old friend. Really interesting because it's often, it is often kind of people that they knew kind of or, you know, like you say, somebody in their lives, isn't it?
3: Yeah, and I think there's a, a subconscious question that people who read crime ask themselves is, like, what would push me to do that? Mm. And, mm. you know, where could I go with that? And that's that's kind of even uncomfortable to kind of yeah. be aware of as a reader. And it's probably what has drawn me to write, I suppose, cosy fiction and murder mysteries because it tends not to get too um, too visceral, and um, too into the reality of, the horrendous crime of murder and I think that's important to note that, you know, the victims of, of violent crime and the victims of murders in their families, that 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 is horrendous and you know, there is an ethical question of, you know, capitalizing on it.
1: Um, yes, I know.
3: Um, so that's why I'm very keen to to write the, the kind of the cozy ones where you don't see any blood and it's there's an element of I suppose lightheartedness to it—that you know
1: you don't explore the darkness too much. Um, But you know, I think writers do. Yes, absolutely. Uh, And you know, I think just as we're talking there, and I'm imagining uh, what January Quail looks like because I've seen the front cover of this book as well. Like, I think you know, okay, book series—that's the first thing, Fiona. What about TV series? I could see January Quail with her own TV show.
3: I could too. (laughs) I could too. I could too. So fingers crossed. I've had a a little bit of interest. Interesting. So, fingers crossed. Oh, very um, good. Fingers crossed. I think she would be, I think she'd make a great, um, I think it would make a good series because I think it would be nice to see a crime fiction series set in Dublin that uh, showcases like all of, uh, and, and the local area that showcases all of the beautiful history that's in Ireland. Yes. Ancient East.
1: So fingers crossed if any producers are listening, Yes, absolutely. Uh, she, Fiona is interested and ready to write a TV series on January Grail. She really is. Now, the book is out tomorrow, but you are hosting a launch night tonight and you have a bus leaving Bechtes if people want to go to Hodges Figures tonight. I have a couple of different things coming up over the next
3: few days. So I'm having the, the main launches in Hodges and Figgis tonight. And as you said, I have a bus organised from my wonderful local Uh, local Crockett's in Bechtes leaving at half four Um, that'll go straight to the bookshop for for the evening and then if anybody would like to join me tomorrow in Eason's I'll be doing a signing in Eason's Nav and tomorrow at 12
1: and uh, Um, you do have a competition that we need to talk about as well for people who pre-order the book
3: absolutely we're now into the final 12 hours of this competition so the idea is to encourage pre-orders which is really important for for new new for new authors to try and take trying to get into some of the charts so for anybody who pre-orders today from antonia's and trim um the names will go into a hat for a really lovely special day of book shopping in antonia's with uh, she's she's a voucher there um, and then afternoon tea in Belinter house oh, for you and a guest and if you want me to come, I'll be there as well. Um, so anybody who, who orders from Antonia's today, um, the, the book is ten euro. Um, anyone who puts in an order today will go into their name will go into uh, the hat for that competition. All those books will be signed as well. And there's even a spot on Antonia's website where you can put in a dedication. So if you've any any, any birthdays coming up.
1: Um, that uh, keep that one in mind. Oh, that's a great one. That's a great offer for people as well. Uh, Fiona, I've no doubt it's going to do well. I'll be watching with Bated Breath now to see if January gets her own TV series. Uh, but for now, I know it's all about the book launch. I wish you the very, very best of luck with it. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much, Nath. and um, people
3: can keep in touch over the next few days on uh, all of these book activities on my
1: social media. So I'm on Twitter and Instagram as Fiona Sherlock perfect. It's called Death Visits January. It's going to be in most bookstores from tomorrow, but as Fiona says, these pre-orders are so, so important. So if you go onto Antonia's bookstore in Trim there, you can find out all the details. And as Fiona mentioned there, you can find her on Instagram and on Twitter, Fiona Sherlock. That's where you'll find all the details for links on that. And it's called Death Visits January. 11 to 1. This is really great. I'm delighted that we are teaming up once again with the, the Me the branches of Down Syndrome Ireland and we are pounding the pavements for the month of June and we want you to get involved with us. So we want you to get out walking running, crawling if you're me, over the next few weeks and raise much needed funds for local Down Syndrome organisations. So how do you do this? Right, so you head over to myrunresults.com and you can register for Pound the Pavements there. You need to walk a minimum of 21 kilometres between now and the 21st of June but we're actually running this for all of June so don't worry if that's kind of a bit like oh my god I have to do it in the you know, next kind of couple of weeks no we're doing it for all of June registration is €10 Euro per person 20 euro for a family and for more details you can check out lmfm.ie or you can log on to dsilmb.ie so dsilmb.ie so you can get a little exercise but help make a big difference to our local Down Syndrome organisations today so check out all the details myrunresults.com if you're like me and you're sort of somebody that reluctantly gets into fitness this is a good idea to get you kick started and get you, you know, helping a really great organisation. So 10 euro per person 20 euro for family, really not much but it's going to make a big difference to the lay-mead branches of Down Syndrome Ireland So that website again, myrunresults.com 11 to 1 There's the script Hall of Fame Just one last message coming in on 086-1800-658 about the women's only night and I think this is a good note to finish on for today Sinead To anyone thinking a women's only disco is male-hating is crazy We're not asking for a male-free world Just a night where women can feel safe I'm all for it says this message Thank you so much on that We will continue this because you know there's another side to this I want to chat to the lovely man who got in touch with me about being a security guard so you'll pick that up later on uh, in the week. That is our lot for the show for today. Thank you so much for all of your comments and messages and your company as always. We'll leave you with Mark Cohen. Have a great day. Chat to you tomorrow.